away from a galaxy far, far away to your home or business. My mind. We weren't kidding. This is The Home Show with Brick City Blockade creators and founders, Robin Vogt and Sean Michaud. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to the BrickCityBlockade.com podcast network, The Home Show. The Home Show. That's right, of course, sitting next to me is who? It's it's your home show, uh, buddy, Sean Michaud, and right next to me is uh, Robin Vogt, and we have a very special guest. Cementality smart with us. Yes, so awesome to have her on the podcast here. How is it going, Sam? I'm sure (laughs) you are super excited. Of course, super excited. I'm happy to be part of this. Sounds cool. Everything's like it's a lovely day here. So I'm just as I'm talking to you, I'm just looking across at Paris, which is super nice. (laughs) I wish we could do the same. I'm living across right from the beach right now, so. Yeah, nice. seeing that, but I wish I could see <laughs> the session. Eiffel Tower and all that. <laughs> That's not a bad way to wake up in the morning, no. there, Sam. I like That's, that. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sean, I, I mean, this is so great that we're having Sam on here. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. she's showed herself, and it was a great showed. It had a great role in Solo, a yeah. Star Wars story. And she played a. If you guys don't know a Chinese, if you guys haven't seen Solo, Star Wars story, it's still in theater. So go see that. Yeah, um, absolutely. I have a little uh, a tidbit that that Chinese actually appeared in a, a comic book, Star Wars 77, mm. called uh, yep. Chinese of oh, the Stars, which is really interesting. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's a, a very interesting piece. And um, if you want to yeah. leave it after so, a shot. <laughs> we have a few questions we're going to start asking. So uh, how has Star Wars become a part of your life since uh, being in So is a Star Wars story? And... And you also in the, not the last year, the Force Awakens. Yes, exactly. So it's been, um, it's been really cool. It's been a little bit of a surreal experience, to be mm-hmm. honest with you, because um, I work a lot with CFX uh, on previous um, movies at the team in general. So it was really, for me, um, this experience has always been working with CFX. For me, one of the greatest experiences that you could possibly have. I mean... Don't get me wrong, other departments are amazing, mm. but CFX is the best because it works with everybody. They work with everybody, number one. And number two, it's like, it's the base of, of everything, if yeah. you know what I mean. It's the base of the characters, it's the base of the storyline, it's the base of the environment, it's the base of where they are, it's the, it's the ambience, you know, and, and they are just an insanely, like, incredibly creative team. It's like the talent is just, is is truly insane, <laughs> really. All, all yeah. the world just goes straight into it, and it's it, it's very cool to see the, the the final product in these movies. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and I can imagine for you, um, Sam, the, one of the amazing things is that you see how much time you put into doing these CFX characters, and then you, I, I can imagine what the experience must have been when you sat down and you finally saw Solo or. Um, the Force Awakens or uh, any of your the roles that you took on and you kind of sit back and you're like oh man if they only knew what I had to go through <laughs> in the background to make sure that this looked really good I mean what is that experience like I mean first of all literally that is definitely the case <laughs> um, and yeah I mean I think for me um, the biggest thing is really people I mean people see the main cast and don't get me wrong they're incredibly incredibly amazing cast right but it's 
like they really don't see the blood, sweat and tears that goes behind the scenes. And there is a lot of blood, sweat and tears. You know, people really live this, you know, before any any people, before any cast, before there are any, you know, physical roles and, and scenes and stuff. You know, people are working on this like years in advance. So it really is a personal project, I think, for a lot of people. So it's really coming into the project with respect, number one, because yeah. you've got people that I mean, you know, it's really changed my mind in terms of creativity, in terms of where I thought I was as a creative person sure. and how to how from from learning from them and seeing them in their environment, how I can evolve my own, you know, my evolve my own talent, evolve my own creativity. But truly it was really surreal. I mean, especially for solo, it was it was a bit of a crazy situation how the role had come about originally anyway. And right. Um, when Super Bowl came out, I like literally the whole team was calling each other, and they were like, "Sam, have you seen Super Bowl?" They were like, mm-hmm. "We've just seen the pre- like the the day before. I think they just mm-hmm. had seen the 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 pre advert, and they were like, right. it's official. We've got the Super Bowl slot. It's happening. Our scene is in it.'" And we were like, "No, but it's probably just going to be you know like a a millisecond because they're really going to yeah. push the main cast." And then we saw it, and we were like, "Whoa!" Because at the time, even it was like. I remember Ron being like, yo, you need to see this. And he showed me on this phone and we finished the scene and he was like, this is crazy. Like, this is, this is insanely crazy. You know, it was a really, I don't know how to explain it. It just felt like, especially because of the series of unfortunate events that had happened before um, Mm. Ron coming on board, it was really felt like a breath of fresh air. You know, it it felt really nice to be around energy that like, he was into it. Everyone was into it. The team was into it, you know, especially when you're coming on board with a fresh set of eyes sure, and a little sure. bit of a new team. It, it feels like it gives people kind of like a new energy, if you know what Absolutely. I mean, because it, it had been definitely, I think, at a point for a lot of people longer than me being on set that, it, you know, you could feel the energy was, was it was hard work, man. Is is sure. It was hard to, to, to do a lot of things and the critics and, you know, everything that had played out in the media. And it's like, yo, you know, there's people that... Are, are legitimately working on this despite yeah. what happens there's people's talent that's going into this there's people's lives that are, people live this like yeah. literally like pinewood studios i don't know if people know it's not in london you know so it's like <laughs> right. you it's far far away so you really are committing to a lifestyle when you commit to working in these departments so for me yeah it was really it was really a surreal experience truly like i i even now thinking about it i was i'm just like <laughs> you know it's right. like it, it, I don't know I think the the movie was cool but when I saw that scene it really brought a different energy to the film I felt like it really kind of helped to change the dynamic in terms of seeing beauty in a different light because it, I felt like this movie was super super action and I felt like there wasn't there were beautiful scenes sceneries and and of course there's always beautiful sceneries in Star, in Star Wars but yeah. it, I felt like the energy of that that scene was just like, whoa, it just felt luxurious. It really felt like a real, I don't know, it it was, I don't know. (laughs) It was magical. (laughs) (laughs) The whole whole scene was just a whole magical. It was like like slowed down for you just to make make sure you could see everything going around. Yes. Especially your character too, which is really cool with all all the gold dress and all that. Really, it was really. just like living my best life you know it was like literally if we weren't on earth right now this is definitely the person that I would choose to be you know right <laughs> um, if we were on a different planet this is I would definitely still be her so <laughs> like it, it it really um 
it was it was really crazy and yeah i think that um the scene in general like the gold the 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 feel of the that luxuriousness you know it, it really yeah i just i don't know i i'm still quite amazed by it <laughs> Yeah. People might say it sounds cliche, but I'm still really amazed by that. That was the end product of 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 everything, if you know what I mean. And and um, I'm it was super incredible to be given to be put up for that. And and yeah, if it really if it wasn't for CFX and costume, like I wouldn't maybe that character would never have existed anymore, and mm -hmm. that scene would never have happened. So that's what I mean by when I say you know kudos to everybody, but people really don't know the, the the people that are really down for the creativity and really believe in talent you know I think there's a little bit of a misunderstanding I think in terms of the roles of movies and yeah. you know mm. we've got a lot of issues right now around movies and we've mm. got a lot of things going on like Hollywood wise but I definitely feel like the people that are still underrepresented definitely are the departments that really make the characters. Everybody that everyone loves is not like, of course we love the humans, but they're mm. replaceable people. Like yeah, people are falling true. in love with the characters that actually aren't of human form and aren't, aren't real in hindsight, real people. So I think that us as viewers and us as fans and being mm. part of the scene really should take a closer look at, you know, why we love these movies in the first place you know like i i don't know i that's i just really think that is, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's really i mean that's amongst everything happening especially in the star wars fandom more recently a lot of the negativity that's flying around i think your statement right there sam is so important that we do have to almost take a back seat for a second and really understand that yes you know the, like you said perfectly the human characters are important to the storyline but without the people behind the scenes and the CFX right. artists and some of the you know co-producers mm -hmm. and the people that made yep. Ron be able to be the creative mind that he was with Solo, there are other people involved in this and we have to give them credit along the way yeah. that that's what makes Star Wars Star Wars. That's what George Lucas built this thing off of. Yeah, was 100%. All the stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's amazing to it's, see. No, yeah, I totally agree with you. And it, it's just, it's just amazing to see all the, the hardworking people and it's, these people making a living out of it and yeah. and it helps them feed their children and feed themselves and all that and it's a paycheck yeah yeah it's a paycheck and and, pe and people on the on the internet are just uh being blasted blasted me about it just yes. oh all, all the negative negativity needs to go away <laughs> yeah. it's hard it's hard to get away from that so Definitely. I think definitely for this movie in general, from the beginning, there was a lot of pressure. And I think sure. that I don't think anyone would have been happy in the end, no matter no matter what. If, if I'm truly honest, I think that we definitely live in a world now where people are not like you can do the best right you can get the best scores to go to college but Absolutely. it's still never going to be the best right you that's know what true. i mean there's still going to be a five-year-old kid that skipped like 10 grades that is like <laughs> superhuman that's going to be in front of you so i think that us as a society in general now i think that there's this because of social media there's this massive pressure where before in the 80s and the 90s where we watched movies especially dealing with sci-fi mm -hmm. it was these people were artists, models were turned into actresses, you know, people were found on street castings, you know, like people found careers through, through like people were respected is my point, whether it be movies or fashion or music, like, because it, it all links, you know, the composition and the composing, the scoring comes from musicians. So it really is a creative 
uh, entertainment industry, you know, in terms of sure. Hollywood. But now I think we really departmentalized everything and it all really is separate. Whereas nothing that's on the, on, on the surface or meets the eye matters anymore. And everything that's underneath that creates the service mm-hmm. is is completely disregarded and, and 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 it really is a shame because then we've got more people growing up wanting to be the guy in front of the camera not camera not realizing actually the guy behind the camera is the, one of the yeah. most important people you know and and, and i think that we we really in, in society in general i think that we're really losing a little bit in terms of to be inspired no one's really inspired anymore and i think we need to start looking at why the 80s and the 90s and the 70s for film was just so huge you know and i think it was because people were really discovering things people were really making points people were uh, touching on politics in movies where people are scared to do that now you know movies and the creative arts and the entertainment was a voice for the people, you know, it was the creative voice for the people, you know, we said what we thought through movies, uh, directors went way left on things that right. people would sure. never do now, you know, like experimental yeah. and, and now like you get lawsuits if you try to be too experimental, <laughs> or you, so you know, it's like, it's, it's crazy now. So that the, the creative process has completely changed. And I think that Instagram plays a massive part into it. But yeah. I also think the flip side of having things like podcasts, I think, is super important now as well because yeah if it isn't for people like you guys and other stations i think that um in terms of i call it like the listening literature you know to listen sure. to it talk is. to hear discussion to is just as good as reading and if people can do that at least you know i think yeah, that right. there is some kind of hope in humanity because yeah people don't read anymore and people you know they don't do research and they don't you know, read up on historians and, and look at, you know, we don't care about, we're saying that the 90s is like in trend now. And it's like the 90s was like only like 10, 15 years ago. Like, yeah. I'm scared. Like, <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. And you're we making should, We should just do so a 90s old. podcast right now. <laughs> yeah. just, just go all the way back and talk about the 90s. <laughs> but, you know, I think also that people forget why the Lucas films were super big. You know, and I think yeah, that, yeah, and it exactly. was because of the artistry. It was because of the artists. It was because of the creative teams, and it was because he believed in those people. You know yeah. what I mean? And now, because it, it's a very much a corporation situation, I think that it changes the dynamic of creativity because right. it's not someone's vision that wants to create a community of people that build these things that creates this world that people can escape to and find some kind of fantasy in their minds from. You know, mm-hmm. people forget that movies save people's lives when they watch them sometimes, right, you know, it's an, it's an escape mechanism for a lot of people because it's super hard to live in reality, especially now, you know, like I love sci-fi, you know, I live in sci-fi, you know, I love mm-hmm. sci-fi movies. I love fantasy movies. And I think that it's because you can step out of yourself, you know, yeah, you, can. you can really like yeah. get lost in your thoughts and your mind and it, and it not be negative. You, if you know what I mean, like, I don't know. I, I just think that, yeah. <laughs> that, no, so That's true. what I think. There's so many different aspects, I feel, to what you're saying there, which is so important that we look to Star Wars and we look to science fiction. I'm, talk, I'm talking about Star Wars. I'm talking about Star Trek. I'm talking about yeah. Super Troopers. I don't yeah. care at this point. Yeah. Um, you just get enveloped in the storyline of these galaxies and these stories far, far away in, in many ways. Mm-hmm. And then you're experiencing escapism to its finest extent and it's to take us out of that world right now and you bring it up sam and it's so important that fans kind of remember this 
is that when we go to see Solo and we see these Star Wars films, that we are not living in that world. This is yeah. something that we are escaping to. We wish we lived yeah. in it. We wish we lived yeah. in it, absolutely. <laughs> but you know what I mean? We're, we're going to that world in that time. And we're yeah. experiencing that. And that's so important going forward, I feel. I mean, one of the main things for me when I saw Solo and the the, the Dryden ship alone, that, that whole, you talked about it before, that entire scene was just simply amazing. It's it's almost an extension of Canto Bite, but on a different level. Yes. Um, which is absolutely fantastic. And I love Canto Bite. I know almost, I read the Canto Bite novel, of course, and I was like, yeah, I really like that side of the universe when it comes to Star Wars. And it's great because when we first see you in Solo, mm-hmm. um, we see you busting out these vocals here. And uh, it's, it's, it's such a cool <laughs> little uh, tidbit with Solo, a Star Wars story. And I, we do have to ask you, like, was that your vocals recorded for that song? So it's also a little bit of a mystery. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. It's also a little bit of the mystery because the story case. hasn't finished. <laughs> oh. Um, but um, like yeah, this. to be continued, I would say for that. Um, I love it. Okay. Which is super exciting. Um, but it was a, it's a bit crazy, that song, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. my goodness. The I, chicken in the pot. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the, the whole title, The Chicken in the Pot. It, it makes <laughs> yeah. no sense, but it kind of works at the same time. <laughs> it was the best. I mean, also, I mean, that scene in general, The Chicken in the Pot. The chicken in the pot. Um, <laughs> for me, it was, it was so funny and so fun because uh, the team behind that, like Claire Harvey and all of that, all of the CFX and the puppeteers, but it was the funniest day ever with that chicken. Like it was, it was just, you just catch yourself looking at the chicken and you're just like, and then when the mouth started moving, it was just over. It was so hard at first <laughs> to take it seriously. Scene. Yeah. Well, it's, it's weird on the, that's the official soundtrack. It's a different voice. It's the, it's a woman's voice instead of the, the guy's voice. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. I don't know why I, that is, but it's still a mystery, which is kind of interesting. How do two I think different... it's the pitch. I think it's the pitch, the, pitch the live the versus pitch. the recorded version. You know, it's like listening to Rihanna live versus listening to Rihanna's album. You know, it's yeah. like, it's like yeah. this kind of vibe, I think. <laughs> that's pretty, yeah, and that's really cool that, uh, I, I mean, again, that scene is just one of my favorites, and then we're just transported into that galaxy far, far away through it, and then. I, I don't know. I, anytime you can throw the, the musical piece into Star Wars and to have that little bit of like a live performance mm-hmm. happening for you in the theater is really, really cool. And I love that aspect of it. But Now, have you done yeah. any like uh, live performances or like, do you have a, a dream performance that you would? Um, yeah, um, probably that kind of scene, but longer and bigger mm-hmm. and, <laughs> uh-huh. and um, just so that, I mean, because I, I am a dancer by trade, um, right. so I mean, it 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 would have been it, it would be super cool to have like a a fifth element kind of vibe, you know. Ooh. But with that whole Star Trek meets Star Wars, like luxurious spaceship kind of like, oh, that's cool. yeah, <laughs> that is one of my 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 biggest things, definitely. But th- I think that could happen because I think performance in movies i think people are trying starting to get the hang that is really good like it 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 gives an element it catches takes people off guard for a minute so then when you've got your next 
punch shot or when you got your next action shot it's like whoa where did that come from because you were completely sidetracked by entertainment and the the ambience and and you know being taken to a different place you know what i mean it's like being taken to cloud nine and then suddenly someone drags you all the way back down to <laughs> earth you know and you're like hey what happened you know <laughs> get me back up there again jeez yeah literally give me a ladder a rope anything <laughs> Oh, that, that, that's so fantastic and obviously you know around that dream performance you brought up you know you've been doing professional dancing for quite some time and um, actually my sister is a fashion journalist and she loves the world of fashion and this is a little bit Sean and I thought about it in my head I'm like oh my sister would love for me to ask this question mm -hmm. specifically but when it comes to the fashion industry obviously you do some modeling um, yeah got some is, big names up there too yeah. which is really cool to see like, <laughs> uh, Dior and uh who else? Um, I, I know you You know a bunch of other ones. I don't know much of the fashion world. But I mean, it, what is that industry like? And, and how does that translate into Star Wars for you? Because obviously we talked about the gold dress. I'm like, mm, that, that kind of fits her personality now that I've been and able you, to talk. You see yeah. that with all the the, the, the the original, with all the fashion, and yeah. especially in the Reg the Sith with uh, Queen Amidalia's uh, dress, which is really cool. Yeah, incredible. Um, no, yeah, I, I, it, it plays in quite easily, actually. I mean, for me personally, because I work, yeah, full time as a model as well as full time as a dancer. So for me to be able to collaborate the two is all, always for me, for me, it kind of completes my artist package, if you know what sure. I mean. Um, so yeah, like I mean that dress. Oh my goodness! Like, <laughs> first mm -hmm. of all, the first thing I get to mind is I'm not sure if your sister would agree, but for me, I just get Thierry Muggler straight away because oh, I just yeah. think gold, okay. shoulders, 80s, you know, like space, sci-fi. And yeah, the Muggler, Jean-Paul Gaultier, these were the, also the designers for the biggest movies back then as well. Sure. So, you know, you really feel a sense of um, history when when you're in that those kind of outfits. But linking the two in terms of my fashion world, I mean, it's a slow process of fashion understanding um the link between the visual arts, dance, and music. Um, mm -hmm. But I think it's it's getting there. I think commercially, you see it you see it more on Nike and Adidas, and you know mm -hmm. these kind yeah. of uh, more sports based kind of. Um, but I mean, with the with the brands that I work for, is a lot of the time it's for live performance. Um, sure. Okay. Uh, a lot of their live shows, and in a lot of places that you would never expect, like uh, China and uh, Japan and uh, Montenegro, and uh, like places that aren't so popping to mind, like you would think, if you know what I mean, like you would think, oh, you must do crazy stuff in New York or right. in London, and no, not necessarily, because I think that a, yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of other fashions, not just in the US and Europe, it's all over the Definitely. world. Definitely. And there's a lot more fashion industries, you know, different markets have different vibes and they have uh, different concepts in terms of where they want to go and different con creative controls, you know, in terms of what That's they can point. do, I think is the, is the main thing. But in terms of the link, I think that it's like diversity in fashion, like diversity in, in movies right now and in, and in Hollywood, you know, I think it's a working pro progress. Um, and I would say this, 
I don't know what it's a work in progress from, because again, if you look at the the 80s and the 90s and the 70s, it was very multicultural. It was multi multi gender. Mm -hmm. It was uh, multi everything. Kids, you had kids films that kids acted like kids. You don't have now you have adults taking kids roles or pretending to be 14 year olds and stuff. Or, you know, I think that, um, yeah, this is also that's why I'm really confused as to where the separation begun, you know, like, come on, Jean-Paul Gaultier was the designer for the fifth element, one of the greatest movies of all time, you know, and it's like, we don't even recognize that today. And we don't even link the two today, you know, in terms of the costume department to music to entertainment, we don't link those anymore, you know, and a lot of, uh, again, it goes back to what we were saying earlier, you know, but the fashion industry is, um, it's fun for the most part sometimes, <laughs> but um, I definitely think, as your sister would know, as being a fashion journalist, it's a very interesting time for fashion at the moment in terms of uh, where fashion is going. And I think that the next couple of years, I think with with the push of movies and with people like myself that work in both industries, working then working for movies and stuff, I think hopefully it will start to bridge the gap again if you know what I mean it will start to link the two again because for instance from solo I did an editorial that was a Star Wars editorial and do you know what I mean it's like Mm -hmm. then it becomes a link that links straight into fashion you know because I know Star Wars fans are Star Wars fans but Star Wars fans are not going to go out and buy the Vogue Star Wars maybe they would but I think a lot more fashion would would. no I I totally (laughs) would too but I think a lot more people from the fact that try to tap into a bit more crossing over into the the fashion industry where a lot more people that maybe wouldn't have you know been inclined to go out of their way maybe to buy the official guide of 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 the Star Wars or you know Pablo's book or whatever Mm -hmm. to then buying it in Vogue you know so I think slowly and sometimes there is a a link but also again it depends on who creative directors are and it right. it depends on the art directors you know whether you've got a Jean-Paul Goud or whether you've got I don't know a new kid from Vetemon or Balenciaga who knows nothing about Hollywood or movies right. or, or, or or any of that and I think yeah it's, it's about finding those creatives again that are the bridge between the gap because I think it's a beautiful relationship to link you know the visual arts and movies to music again and to fashion again and and the arts like dance acting is like being a dancer you know what i mean yeah, yeah. like being a model you have to kind of be an actor as well because you're acting for brand you're being someone you're not you know what i mean those aren't right. your clothes that's not your makeup that's not your nails you know what mm-hmm. i mean those aren't your shoes that may not even be your hair sometimes you know <laughs> right. so yeah. it's you it's it's still a it, it's still linked you know but um sure. fashion and movies is a very interesting subject <laughs> always because I think that it's never linked only when it's like a Oscars or the Grammys or right. a major gala or something where everybody's mm-hmm. at and suddenly everyone is so fashion you know but outside of this timetable you don't really link um, Hollywood to to fashion but hopefully I hope that that's going to change. I mean, I've got a lot of projects that I'm involved in, in the next couple of years that it feels like that that's going to be changing. Um, that's good. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be really exciting for fans to see a little bit more of um, the the entertainment in movies and more so dance. You know, yeah. I think that the fans need to start requesting that a lot more and concentrate on the things yeah. that matter, make demands about things that can be, exactly. you know, 
uh, put into the future rather yes. that for instance like you know the next star wars like start making requests of things that you'd like to see people are watching you know people right, are watching yeah. and, and they're listening so i think rather than uh tell people what they shouldn't have done and and yeah like you were saying before like bring a lot of hate or negativity like i think people need to find some understanding a little bit and think okay cool you know like we didn't like that so what can what what would we want to see for the next one did we like that did you know did we love that performance gold scene and do we want to see more of her or do we you know what did (laughs) you like you know (laughs) like develop help the help the writers and help help those people that are behind the scenes to develop those characters with them because they're looking they're watching you know and Mm -hmm. i will say i think people should definitely yeah please think about what they say because i think a lot of the time when when a lot of the people that work on these movies read these reviews, they take it personal because it's their life, yeah, like we've yeah. just discussed, you know, and they, they they don't understand why you don't get that. It's not it's not Disney, okay? Disney just is just the, the overall thing. Lucasfilm yes. is just the overall thing, but there's yeah. people, there's real humans that are making these yeah, people and, and put their life and their soul into yeah. it. So, you know, communicate with them, research on who these people are and be try to connect with them through fan pages and through i don't know signings and online and 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 just just say what you want to see and i think if you if you say what you want to see i think that the directors they are watching they are listening you know because they care like now you know directors i'm talking people that are really experienced i'm not talking in terms of new directors Mm. but directors really take movies that they believe in so if they believe in something then they're going to listen to the people that are fans of what they believe in as well you know it's just you shared the same passion the same love you know what i mean they're just in a position to make that change so um yeah i i would definitely definitely say that it would be nice to see more women it would be nice to see more women in action roles it would be amazing for them to in to involve some action bots you know female action bots and create maybe more of a of a community in in the in the robot world of like you know develop Mm. those characters more because i think people are really intrigued to 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 develop their fantasy and that the imagination of these characters more you know they want to see what's below the surface a little bit more and i think by now those characters should be able to have developed to have personalities and (laughs) you know they've been in enough movies you know they're people who are they you know (laughs) want want to know more about them it's more more like you said more diversity as well and not just uh all from all different races and all that which is yeah. Like uh, we have Kelly Marie Tran, we have yourself here, yeah. and we have a bunch of other great and powerful female Daisy Ridley, we have yeah. uh, Flissy Jones, yeah. and uh, Natalie Portman, and now Amelia Clark. Yeah, Amelia Clark now. There's a lot of fantastic roles that are out there, and I feel like, like you said, Sean, and what you said as well, Sam, that we are coming to a point, and I'm so glad you brought up the idea of like, you know, 70s, 80s, even 90s. When we de- when we did see diversity uh, across the board, it wasn't even have it didn't have to be a conversation. You just turn on TV or you go to a film or something else, and and, and you'd see it in front of you. It, it it was it was nothing that necessarily we had to almost demand. It, it was almost Definitely. expected in the marketing yeah. industry mm-hmm. and in the film industry that you would yeah. do it. And um, I think moving forward, I think we are slowly but surely come, trying to come back trying to, to come back to that. And I think yeah. you said it again perfectly along the lines of the fans have a voice rather than being so hateful, just, just offer constructive criticism and then offer an alternative. Like, what do you want to see with these films? 
because yeah. they are listening. Ryan Johnson, he's on Twitter. I see him all the time. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he, he, he he's sharing out stuff. Ron Howard's obviously looking at everything. And we see Mark Hamill yeah. tweet every, like about everything. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, so many different aspects to it, but. We have uh, one last question we kind of want to ask you, and it's going to be important. And we know Robin's sister also uh, loves the fashion industry, and she's kind of wanting to go to acting as well. But uh, what kind of like uh, advice then, or words of wisdom you would like to share to those young actresses and actors that want to become models or become actresses and actors? Hmm. I would definitely say really think about what you want to go into. And I think that in this day and age, whereas I, like I keep going back to the 80s and 90s where, yeah, you could be a screenwriter, an actor, a producer, a bit of everything and people will take you seriously. I think because now anyone can do anything and anyone can be anything, it's really yeah. hard to then see people that are the real talent and, you know, and for those to get picked up and seen. So I would like for me, for instance, yes, I went to performing arts school. I did do acting training. I'm an artist though, you know yes, what I yeah. mean? I'm not an actor, so an actress, sorry. So for me, I, it's a bit of a, a role, a bit of everything, but you yeah, have to do right, it well. Right. You know, I went to dance school, I really trained, you know, I, I teamed up with creative people. I didn't just go to auditions, auditions, auditions. I created my own, to develop yourself, you have to create, yes. you know, and make mm -hmm. mistakes and go wrong and look back and, and then develop more and I think that Right now, I think people should use their resources a lot more. It's not a monetary thing. And that's what I would Good definitely point. say. Yeah. It's definitely not a monetary thing. Because the people that matter will eventually see you. You know what I mean? I would never... You asked me five years ago if I ever thought that I would be in Star Wars. I would have laughed and been like, I wish, you know, or you wish, you yeah, know? Right. I would never have, I would never have said that. I was, you know, really into modeling. And I was like really, you know, I was doing my thing. I was touring. So it wasn't... It wasn't on my mind. And then, yeah, then I evolved. I, I was creating. I evolved. It then takes you on a different path and journey. So I definitely say that with the acting thing, don't be disheartened, I would say, to a lot of people also. Like, if you believe in yourself, believe in yourself. And don't depend on your success based on others belief in you you know what i mean if you can't solely be content with the belief that you have in yourself it's going to be super hard to win because yeah. uh, there's there's going to be a lot of of fall downs you know and there's going to be a lot of trials and tribulations because it's not easy especially if you're one a person of color two a, a person at, at disadvantage you know if you don't mm -hmm. have blonde hair blue eyes if you're not six foot mm -hmm. if you're not you know there's a lot yeah, of other factors true. for everybody everybody has an issue in their in their whether men uh, whether it be black men white men asian men like there's not enough let's say east asian men in movies and in, in, in right, Hollywood yeah. movies you know that's not a representation of that culture yet that is also a culture that heavily buys into that industry so yeah. for me you know i think that don't give up, you know, keep pushing forward. There is a demand for it, you know, and don't depend on just banking Hollywood. There's people making powerful, powerful move on moves on independent movies. There's amazing people right now in doing a lot more amazing things through Vimeo. Connect with people, you know, use resources. Yeah, yeah. Connect with other creators, create your own scenes, create your own works. Like if you feel like something's not there, then fill that void. 
Don't try and do what somebody else is doing. You know, look what the missing link is. I, I would always definitely say that. And believe in yourself. Like, really believe in yourself and and save your money. <laughs> save your money. <laughs> yeah, 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 really. Save it and, and invest in yourself. You know, don't wait for someone to invest in you because we're all at a disadvantage in some way, shape or another. If we all went to a, a job interview, there's going to be factors about every single one of us, all us three here, we can go to a job interview. There's going to be a factor about one or all of us that 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 interviewer doesn't like you know what i mean yeah. or that company may not value that can go at a disadvantage for us to be able to get that job so you we all have to respect and understand that everybody has their own struggle yes. and everybody mm -hmm. needs to uh support each other empower each other you know what i mean and uh definitely definitely like Take the negativity from anything with a pinch of salt. Negativity for me usually comes from insecurity, especially if it's online. Even if it's right. to your face, it can come. That's an insecurity of somebody else putting onto you. So if you go for that casting role, if you go for that audition or that interview, and they're mean, whether it be in fashion, like we all know they're like mean girls, or in or in movies right. where we know that it's like a cult, or in music right. where we know that, you know, like if you haven't got a million dollar manager, then it's not gonna work. Like take all of those strides and those tribulations and understand that there's a link, you know, and, and there's a link to all of them and respect each other, like respect the other industries and connect with the other industries, connect with, if you're an actor or an actress, Connect with makeup artists. See what makeup yeah. artists are developing in prosthetic schools. Mm -hmm. You know, this is where the talent is scouted. This is where the talent is scouted. You know, they're not waiting for them to to be like big stars. They don't come become big stars overnight. No, they go to schools. So connect That's with right. people on networks and and yeah, there's amazing people out there that that are just wanting to connect with other people and are, feel like are also at a disadvantage. You can never be successful by yourself. That's one thing I would definitely say in this day and age, like you need a team, you need a connect, you need a network mm -hmm. of people. You know what I mean? Like nothing works without each other, without makeup, you don't have hair without, uh, uh script writers. You don't have, uh, I don't know, uh, the, the runners, you know, right. everyone's right. important. Every single person is important. So I think that people should definitely take that in whatever industry that they're in. And, and for fans in general, in, in your real lives, like really believe in yourselves. Because I see a lot of people and I know that they're, they're, they're not confident in their real lives, you know, and they really sure. feel like things like Star Wars is an escape. And I get it. I really, that you're not alone is what I want to say to people. Mm. Like so many people feel like this. So many people suffer from anxiety. So many people suffer from um, social skills. You know what I mean? Sure. And and I think that if you just connected the dots a little bit more, you'll be surprised who, who feels the exact same way about you. You know what I mean? Or who, who has, who shares that emotion. And, and that's one thing I've definitely learned being in this industry that, not everything is what it seems that meets the eye, you know, like yeah. everyone that I've met that I assumed would be one way turned out to com be the completely opposite, you know yeah, what I mean? Point. So you should really connect with people and really find out what's a little bit deeper than just meets the, the skin surface. So yeah, that yeah. would be my advice. <laughs> <laughs> that is what we call the network a preferable mm -hmm. mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> exactly. That was, that was fantastic. I mean, such great words of advice to uh, not only to my sister, but to other people in the fashion world and to the and, Star Wars yeah, fans. And especially people that are doing other podcasts like us. We're, we're a network. That's and right. I think yeah. it's, it's great to have a team, like you said, to have 
to start, it was just me and Robin starting in a basement. We didn't, he's like, hey, Rob, Sean, do you want to do a podcast? Like, why not? And then here we are, just Amazing. believing ourselves mm-hmm. that we could do it. And yeah. We've, we've, we've been doing all for two years, two and a half years and yeah, doing all great job i think for it, us. it's amazing and, and you said it perfectly there sam like what sean was saying we started as a basement podcast and then literally a year and a half later we have 10 members who are running different shows focused on the fans and focused on trying to get a voice out there of positivity unity is community and that is just yeah. so important to spread that message and like you said network that is huge you know you can't do this alone in this life you have to find other people who can help you along the way because guess what there are people who are out there willing to help you get to yeah. where you need to be. And definitely you said it beautifully right there. So absolutely fantastic. Of course, with anything that we do here at the podcast network, we don't do our usual closeout. We do a no. little thing we like to call plug time. That's right. It's called plug time <laughs> here at the brickcityblockade.com podcast network, the home show. Sam, where can the good people find everything that you are doing across social media? Um, uh, uh, I would say Instagram, definitely hit me up, um, at Sematawi, S-E-M-A-T-A-W-I. Um, you can see my Insta story usually. I'm, I'm a bit of a a recluse geek as well, as much as I'm very (laughs) like out there, like here is probably because I'm in the comfort of my own space. (laughs) But, um, uh, yeah, but hit me up, you know, like if you want to discuss more some things, if you want to ask for advice, stay connected with me and the guys. Like, yeah, connect with me. um, Like, just connect with me. I would definitely say if there's anything you want to say, anything you want to do, if you've got projects out there that you want me to have a look at or you're interested in or you need some development with, like, yeah, reach out. Like, uh, tell your sister to reach out if, if there's something that she wants to do as well in terms of, uh, yeah. <laughs> of her fashion journalism. But definitely, Instagram is the best place to catch me. <laughs> awesome. Mr. Sean Misho, where can the good people find you in that galaxy far, far away? Or not too far away. It's no. actually right here. <laughs> I hope not. Everyone can find me on Twitter, Show one I'll follow my Instagram at it's zonesy. I'll follow my music Bandcamp, Bandcamp, B- Bandcamp, and SoundCloud. <laughs> and, <laughs> and follow me and friend me on Facebook. Awesome! You guys can follow me over on Twitter at Mr. Vote Tweets. Please make sure to follow me and all my tomfoolery over on Instagram at the official vote. Also, please make sure to check out www.brickcityblockade.com for everything happening in that galaxy far, far away. Subscribe on iTunes, listen to us on iHeartRadio, also on TuneIn Radio, and, of course, over on Google Play. You can listen to this episode that we happen to be recording right now with the lovely Sumitui Smart. And uh, as well as anything else, you can also head on over to Public, pick up one of our awesome uh, designs that we have over there that helps support the podcast network and helps support this group of fans who love to spread the unity in the community and are all part of the friendom. So Sam, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and being part of the blockade. It has been so much fun talking with you. Very lovely to talk to you guys. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Absolutely. You're always welcome back on the blockade. Always welcome. So thank you guys so much for listening here to the brickcityblockade.com podcast network, the home show. The home show. And as we always say, may the force be with you. Always. Always.